and welcome back to Presenting Pixie Dust. As always, I am Elizabeth Carr and with me is Brett Harvey. Hey, yo. I've got to come up with a different way to say your name every time. Okay. So, what did I do this time? What are, what are the <laughs> options? <laughs> I don't know, because I don't remember how I say it time to time, but I think that I always say your name strangely. Well, it's a just, strange name. It's a very strange name, he says, with Rollo, with his eyes rolling into the back of his head. <laughs> what are we talking about today, Brett? The Empire Strikes Back. That is the Star Wars music, yeah? I always get confused between like the Star Wars music and the Indiana Jones music because... There's something about is them it, that's is it very... the same person? Yeah, of course. Is it... Um, John Williams. John Williams. John yeah, Williams, yeah, who has yeah, yeah. written the score of our lives. Lots of trumpets. <laughs> Lots of trumpets. So many trumpets. Yeah. What's Indiana Jones? Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. Is, um... Do, oh. <laughs> What's Indiana nah. Jones? I, know it as soon as you know it I would know it as soon as I heard it. And normally I can sing it, but I don't remember what it is now because I just sang Star Wars. Uh, nah, I lost it. Never mind. We'll come back to it. We'll come back to it. If you remember in the middle of us talking, you can interrupt and just bust out some Indiana Jones. Okay, I'll try. For us. Um, So we have talked about A New Hope, Star Wars A New Hope. Yeah. Earlier in the year. If you check, if you haven't listened to it, you can check back to our special May the 4th Be With You episode. Yep. Um, And that was a bit special because I had not seen any of the original no. Star Wars movies. And now you're the biggest fan ever. Well, I wouldn't say that, but, you know, I I, um, I can get it. <laughs> I can understand it. Um, so It's got you interested. Well... You didn't go, oh, I'm never going to watch another one. No. No. I See, here's the thing. Like, I really enjoyed the most recent ones, and I know that the most recent trilogy... The, what is it? The Skywalker trilogy. I think the most recent yeah. one they're called. Um, people really didn't like them. <laughs> like oh, diehard Star Wars yeah. fans had massive problems, like continuity errors yeah. and stuff like that, which I get. But I loved them. <laughs> I loved the most recent ones, and I think I loved them because I had no emotional investment in it. Yeah. So it's you know I could enjoy it for what it was, and I thought they were brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. As standalone movies. Yeah. Or even a sequence of, of movies. Yeah. They're great. But I think um, the problem with, yeah, the problem with diehard f- fandom mm-hmm. is that, you know, the people become a bit inflexible about what they expect of of the of the. There's a right way and a series, wrong way to do the, it. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, the thing is that these movies have to evolve. Yeah. There's certain formulas that work really well, but they also have to change with the time. Sure. You know, we know that in the recent ones, there's a female central character, Mm -hmm. female protagonist. And that's a really important change for the the series. Because, look, in the beginning, let's be honest, Luke and and Han were the the big dudes. Mm -hmm. Leia was there. Yeah. She didn't affect the story in a large way. Not in the first movie. She didn't fight anyone, really, or... Fly the Millennium Falcon, no. or anything, you know. Oh, well, Though in this but you know movie, what I mean? like she didn't. Not like, in a New Hope so much, but in this she is movie, there, she's in this yeah. movie. She has much more of a a role Commanding to play. Role. Yeah. yeah, I think that was one of the notes that I put that I wrote down was that Leia is a woman. She's the only woman yep. on this ship, and she is taking names. She is in charge, and they all yeah. defer to her. And there's no sort of she organizes the pilots issues um, around it. Go... Like none of the men are like rolling their eyes at her, or you know, no. making her feel like she doesn't know what she's talking about. They just respect that chain of command, and she is at the top. Yeah, and I think that that was that must have been really progressive. For 1980, when this movie came out, um, I Look, thought that was really cool. Oh, I imagine that um, the actress, what's her name? Carrie um, Fisher. Carrie Fisher. I reckon she w- might have been bugging the writers to make her character a bit more solid, a bit more, um, you know. I can big. talk about the writers in a minute. That's one of my fun facts. Oh, what? Yes, I'm really? onto it. I'm onto well, it. I've got some. Reserve my Reserve your judgments until you hear yeah. my facts. <laughs> Are you ready to start? Oh, like I think I am. You bo- you born ready? <laughs> Oh, please don't do that. You don't understand. Guys, people listening at home, he's been making this sound for about 24 hours now and I just can't cope with it. Uh, and by the way, oh. yeah, did you tell the, the them that uh, 
Did you tell them that uh, I had my lightsaber out last night? You did. It? Yeah. Your lightsaber ran out of batteries last did. night. did. It ran out <laughs> of force, force yeah. crystals or something. His kyber crystal my wasn't kyber functioning. Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> but everything's right in the world now. Yep. Um, okay, so this movie premiered on the 17th of May, 1980, at the Kennedy Center yeah. in Washington, D.C. Now, that is the JFK Center for the Performing Arts, not the Kennedy Space Center. Because no. when I read Kennedy Center, I went, oh! <gasps> It premiered yeah. at a space centre. That is that. so cool. <laughs> and then I did my research and found out that that was not, in fact, the case. It was the um, John F. Kennedy Centre for the Performing Arts. Yeah. Which, you know, I'm sure it's not – you know what? Let's call a spade a spade. It is not as cool as having your movie premiere at the Kennedy Space Centre. But whatever. Mm. Um, it runs for 127 minutes and it was rated 8.7 on IMDb and 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I read that, some... Two, two hours and seven minutes. Yeah, two hours and seven minutes, yeah. yeah. I did read somewhere that this, of the trilogy, mm. of this trilogy, the original trilogy, that this is the everyone's favourite. Yeah. That this one's oh, the best. Nah. The next one's pretty good. Yeah. With the Ewoks. I don't know what an Ewok is. I know. You love them when <laughs> well, we get to them. Well, I love the Ewoks. Are they like little cute fairy things? They are. Okay. Well, maybe think I will love them think when we get Wookie, there. Think of Wookiee, but really small. Oh, Wookiee. Do they make the same noises? Because I'm not sure oh. I can get on board if they do. <laughs> I sound I'm like not a sure. Muppet. Oh, gosh. <sighs> Stop. That's okay. That's enough. That's enough. Are you ready for my facts? They're a bit long, but they're good. Okay. Go so, on. So, are you ready? Are you ready yes. to listen? You've got your listening ears on? All right. Yes. Fun fact number one. In order to avoid sharing creative rights, George Lucas decided to avoid using a major studio to finance this movie. Instead, he bankrolled the $18 million production himself, using a combination of his profits from Star Wars Episode Four, A New Hope, and a bank loan. Although the move was risky, it paid off several times over. Lucas recovered his investment within three months of the movie's release. He then showed gratitude far beyond the Hollywood norm by sharing the profits with his employees, nearly $5 million in bonuses to the people that helped make the movie. Good man. He's sort of known for not giving away his creative rights, though, isn't he? I think that's why the deal with Disney was such a huge thing. Yeah. Because he very much in these, especially in these early movies, wanted to be in control of his vision, which I get because this was his baby. Yeah. All righty. Fun fact number two. Lucas began outlining the film around August 1977, introducing ideas such as the Emperor and the notion that Luke Skywalker had a long-lost sister. Lucas also started considering ways to explain Luke actor Mark Hamill's facial scars, which he suffered in a January 1977 automobile accident, within the context of the Star Wars universe. According to Hamill, Lucas told him that had Hamill died in the accident, he would have replaced Luke with a new character. Mm. So he would never have recast him, which I think is cool. Yeah. But it is it is also kind of saying you are replaceable, <laughs> which I'm not, I'm not sure how that would have felt if that would have been a bit of a sting or not. Yeah, look, it was definitely a clever way to explain it. In the beginning of the movie, he he has um, an altercation with a big snow creature, yeti looking thing, yeti looking thing, and it and it rips at his face, and uh, yeah, he's got those scars. I didn't really notice them in the movie, quite honestly. No. I was looking for Whereas facial I scars. Did, the initial I ones yeah. were very obvious, and then later. He had more makeup applied to them, and they looked better anyway. I yeah, think. I couldn't tell that he had any scars yeah. after that that first beating by the Yeti. No, you couldn't really. No, couldn't oh, tell. You definitely noticed it. Yeah, definitely. Remember when you said you said at some angles he looks really handsome, and at some angles he doesn't. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not everything that I say while we're watching the movie needs to be repeated on the podcast. Mark Hamill, if you're listening, I think you're wonderful. Yeah, well, of course we think he's great. <laughs> and he's got a great personality, sure. But at that time, maybe it was just those scars that kind of, it did change his face a little well, bit. Well, look, I think that yeah. sometimes he just got shot at very unflattering angles. They just rolled with the punches. They did the best <laughs> that they could. I thought it was very, that's very clever, um, you know, problem solving. Sure. Yeah. All right. Fun fact number three. This is a long one. You ready? You're yeah. You're with me. 
The first draft of this movie was written by a lady named Lee Brackett after numerous meetings with Lucas where they discussed story points and subplots. They also conceived the notion that the Emperor, not Darth Vader, was the true villain. Mm. Brackett's treatment, which she delivered on the 21st of February 1978, is similar to the final film, but Anakin Skywalker appeared as a ghost to instruct Luke and Vader is a separate character in her original treatment. Uh, George Lucas was disappointed with Brackett's draft, but before he could discuss it with her, he learned that she was in hospital and she died of cancer in March. So she handed over her script in February and she had died um, in mid-March. Yeah, wow. With no writer available, Lucas had to write the next draft himself. He made use of a new plot twist, Darth Vader claims to be Luke's father. According to Lucas, he found this draft enjoyable to write, as opposed to the year-long struggles writing the first film, Mm. and quickly wrote two more drafts, all in April 1978. And with this new backstory in place, George Lucas decided that The Empire Strikes Back would be the second film of two trilogies, designating it Episode 5 by the fifth draft. Mm. Lawrence Kasdan had just completed writing Raiders of the Lost Ark, and Lucas hired him to write the next drafts with input from director Ivan Kirshner. So what's interesting about this film is that for Star Wars A New Hope, it was written and directed by George Lucas. Yeah. This film is not written or directed by George Lucas because he really wanted to be in charge of more of the finances of the whole thing and sort of – so he was in, you know, consultation with everyone but he sort of handballed those jobs off to, I suppose, people with more experience maybe. Mm. So I just thought it was interesting that after, you know, Star Wars written and directed by George Lucas that The Empire Strikes Back was not written or directed by him. I suppose he probably – he probably felt the pressure to improve upon his first movie. Sure. And with that pressure, he probably maybe just thought he couldn't do it all himself. Mm-hmm. You know, outsource some of it, take yeah. some of the pressure off him. Definitely. Personally. Yeah. And then I yeah. suppose you can do more of the fun stuff if you don't have the, yeah, those probably, jobs. Yeah, he's probably busy designing merchandise. Yeah, well, you know, making his <laughs> billions. Because um, we know that almost, like, it's almost... It, intrinsically linked with the movie is yeah. how can we merchandise this? What new characters can we have in there? And that's one mm-hmm. thing we see when we go into this movie, that there's some new there's some new characters and some new vehicles, especially mm-hmm. vehicles. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. All right, fun fact number four. The shots where Luke uses his Jedi powers to retrieve his lightsaber from a distance were achieved by having Mark Hamill throw the lightsaber away and then run the film in reverse. Oh, really? Yeah, so... That was all just through it. And then really? and then they just rewound that that's, section of film. Oh, that's clever. Yeah. It's sol- clever. it's problem solving. It saves you having to do CGI. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Well, I, like I suppose it. it's nineteen eighty. And they're on a limited budget, I suppose, if George Lucas is What'd you say that first one was made for eighteen million? This movie Like the- that seems like this Stuff movie all. was made for well, I don't know. Look, I, I've read competing things. So the first one said that eighteen million. I think eighteen million was the budget at the start, yeah, but they blew okay. over that budget. Okay. So, he, but when when other movies are costing hundreds of millions, you know, yeah. like eighteen million doesn't seem. But like you a whole know lot. what? There's a lot again, of elements. Nineteen eighty. This is nineteen eighty, but uh, there's a lot of elements 70, sorry, in this. The first one? Yeah, yeah nineteen seventy-seven was yeah. the first one. There's a lot of elements in this movie that. Um, look like it was made on a budget. <laughs> like when the masks are just like surgical masks. And, yeah. You know, it looks like, oh, and they have like the remote control, which literally looks like a box with two um, car antennas coming out it of does. the top of it. You know, it's, and there's, I suppose that there's something really nice about that, that it's, this movie really relied on the, yeah, it looked like someone could have made it in the garage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and look, let's be honest with those things that got better as time went yeah, on. Definitely. As went on. Um, yeah, definitely. Fun fact number five, Mark Hamill had to bang his head 16 times on the ceiling of Yoda's hut before director Ivan Kirshner was satisfied. Yeah. It's that scene where he hits his head on the roof. He had to yeah. do that 16 times. Wow. So he probably would have had a bit of a headache. So he would have had scars and bruises. Mm-hmm. Mm. Hopefully not a concussion. Fun fact number six, Carrie Fisher stood on a box for many of her scenes with Harrison Ford in order to make up for the height difference and have her appear in the frame with him. Mm. So Carrie Fisher was five foot one and a foot shorter than Harrison Ford, who is six foot one. 
yeah. or was it this time? I don't know if he's still six foot one. Um, but it's funny because you never really see their feet in any of the scenes, except for the very first scene that they're together. In the corridor. And, yeah, in the corridor. And you'll see that she runs directly onto this box, which is not that much higher than the actual ground. Yeah. But he's sort of downhill and now she's sort of uphill. It's just kind of... Well, once you know to look for yeah, it, it's funny. and I suppose when they come close together to kiss and stuff like that, you don't want him to be craning his neck right Well, they have to be in the frame, yeah. Their neck right up, you know, to be able to, to do it, so. Yeah. So, um, you know how the first movie, though, all those desert scenes were filmed in Tunisia? Yeah. T- Tunisia? Tunisia? However you say it. Um, this film, the first part of this film was shot on location in Norway, mm. in Finns, Norway. Yeah. And a fierce snowstorm hit the hotel where the cast and the crew were, sh- were staying. And this would normally have halted filming, but director Ivan Kirshner thought these weather conditions were an excellent opportunity to film the scene where Luke wanders through the snow after escaping the Wampa Cave. Yeah. He did this by sending Mark Hamill outside into the cold while he and the cameramen stayed and filmed inside the hotel's front hall. Oh, really? <laughs> Sitting inside, like, the front door. So he ran out and, and walked around for a bit and, and came And they back filmed him and they came back before in. Before he yeah. froze to death. Yeah. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and finally, a fun That's fact great. number eight, Jim Henson was a really good friend yeah. of George Lucas, who, of course, uh, is known for you know the Muppets. Yeah. Amazing. Um, and he was offered the role of Yoda, but Henson turned it down as yeah. he was busy with the great Muppet Caper movie okay. in 1981. Yeah. He recommended Frank Oz for the role, who, of course, had played Yoda since yeah. In that movie and since. What had Frank Oz done outside of that? I don't know. He must have been a... Muppets or something? Mupp- yeah, probably. Yeah. Frank Oz sounds like a familiar name. Like, I feel like he's closely associated with Jim Henson mm. in those Muppet movies yep. and stuff. Um, Yoda's got a very Muppet, Muppet-esque. Um, we can talk about that later. Yeah. But he's got... Yeah. You can see there's some influence there. Yeah. Um, I, I When I was researching, I also found... Uh, something that said that George Lucas really campaigned at the Oscars for Frank Oz to be nominated for Best Supporting Actor for Mm. his work as Yoda, but they wouldn't nominate him because they just didn't think that a puppeteer was the same at the same, you know, level level of performance. Uh, And George Lucas was really upset about this, but Frank Oz did not care. (laughs) He's like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) It doesn't matter. Uh, But, Mm. I mean, what an an iconic character, Yoda. Yeah. Can we talk about Yoda to start off with? Let's talk about Yoda. Let's talk about Yoda. Let's get Yoda on. Talk about Yoda, we will. Yes, we will. So I don't know what I was expecting for the first time we see Yoda. I think the first thing is we hear about him before we see him. Yeah, this great Jedi Master, Yoda. Luke, you must go and find Master Yoda. Yeah, says Ben Kenobi from the grave. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be a douche. Go and visit Yoda. Yeah, he'll sort you out. Yep. Um, And I think that when, when we're at that first scene where he's gone to find Yoda, so he's left the... The rebels are no, they're the rebels, aren't they? The Empire coming. Well, actually, Who, which are they? Are they the rebels or not? I can't they remember. They are referred to as in this episode as the Freedom Fighters. Freedom Fighters, okay. So, and what did Darth so maybe, Vader's maybe, crew? They're the, the, they're the Imperials. The Imperials, yeah, that's yeah, right. The yeah, Imperial yeah, yeah, Imperial yeah. forces. So the Imperial the Empire, forces, the Empire, forces, right? Because yeah. the Empire strikes back. Yeah, gotcha. That's right. Right. <laughs> Bad guys striking back. Bad guys striking back. So. He escapes from them on his little yeah. pod with R2-D2. Oh, so can we stop for a second? Yes. Empire strikes back. So what are they striking back from? Do you remember what happened in the first They one? blew up the Death Star. Yes, okay. Because we had to have to this conversation before we yeah. started the movie where and I went, hang on a minute, what happened in the first one? Yeah. So it was six Va- months ago we And Vader we was outside in his... Um, little potty. In his little vehicle, mm-hmm. his uh, TIE fighter. Yep. Um, and that's why he didn't get exploded in the, in the Death Star. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So they're striking back. We've got to go find Yoda. Mm. Um, and so Luke goes to go and find Yoda while Han, Leia, and Chewie and C-3PO yep. go uh, trying to escape yep. the Imperial forces who are now following them. Yeah. Um, when they arrived at that place where Yoda was, Yoda's little home planet, um, I think the first thing the, I the said... The Dagobah system. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> sure. planet in the Dagobah system. The Dagobah system. Yeah. Um, my first thought was, is this where they're supposed to be? Because it did not look like a place where Yoda was meant to be. And I thought that it very much looked like where 
um, Atreyu loses Artax in the Never Ending Story, where yeah. he dies in the like when he, nothing is coming. And yeah, where in like he goes into the swamp and into the bog oh, and he sinks. I'm like, this is happening Atreyu. now. This is the same thing. Atreyu, no, it's Artax. Atreyu's the oh. guy. Artax. 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 So sad. Um, um, oh no, hang on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and yeah. I thought, is this yeah. the right All spot? Good. And then we do see Yoda. I think this is a an important character because um, most of the characters in the movie are humanoid. Yes. And so he is this otherworldly... He's got human elements to him, of course, mm-hmm. um, but there's just de- definitely something different about him. Yep. And they, yeah, they got really... I thought they got really creative with that. So as a puppet... Mm. So I'm just trying to work out the logistics of this, right? So, so explain to me noticed, the logistics. Yeah. We never see his feet. Yes, we we sort of do when he's when he is actually riding oh, he's got Luke like, as a as, as a backpack. A backpack. <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah. Luke's backpack. So, yeah. but what you'll notice is the framing inside of um, the framing of the shot inside of Yoda's little den uh-huh. doesn't show his feet. No. So there is a space there that for is Frank obviously... For Frank Oz to sit there and puppeteer. Yeah, there's a, freight, there's a f- space is there for Luke to sit and move across yep. in front of the screen. Yeah. So it looks like he's, you know, legitimately sitting down on the on the floor. Mm-hmm. But then there's spaces that are cut out that we don't see where the puppet is down below and he puts his hand up and does all that. Sure. Um, so it's quite clever. And yeah. you, if you go back and notice it, you will notice like... Um, Yoda will go across the scene in the room, but you won't ever see his feet. You'll just see sort of his mid to, to top half. Yeah. Um, and that's how they do the inside scenes anyway. It's interesting. Um, and then there's a part when he, we first see him, he's actually kind of almost on a log type of thing. Yeah, he's like sitting with his legs yeah. crossed, isn't he? And so we, you know, the puppeteer's obviously behind the log. Um, it's what? Done very, it's done very cleverly. <laughs> it's done very well. Yeah. I think what the thing I noticed about... Yoda, I think I said it to you, was Yoda Yoda had some ears that twitched. He's got a mouth that's obviously moving by someone's hand and he's got some eyes that sort of move. Like a, a brow. A, yeah, he's a bit like of a brow. forehead moves yeah. and stuff. But, you know, we were watching we were watching the, the um, Imagineers, Imagineers mm-hmm. episode about the animatronics used in the Avatar, one of the Avatar rides at, at Disney's... Um, What's it called? The Animal, Animal Kingdom, Kingdom. Mm-hmm. and we said that th- that animatronic person, a creature, has got forty points of articulation in their face, and I just thought, imagine if they redid Yoda with that many points of of movement. Did they in the most we, recent movies? I think they they did in the most recent one. I think is where they went and and gave him. Is he a puppet in the most recent movies? Yeah, so they, he's not they CGI'd. Went back to, no. So they did CGI for a couple of, couple of for about I think about three movies they did well, CGI. in like episode one two and three yeah and people didn't like it no because they didn't connect with him as much yeah because he's not he wasn't a physical being yeah and that was at least that was one thing when we were introduced to him is this cute little old man creature mm-hmm. you know hundreds of years old eight hundred years he said he's yeah some, at one point and um and he's just so kooky. I love it. So the character of Yoda, Mister mm-hmm. Miyagi, must have been based off Yoda, yeah. Now, like he has to be. He's so Miyagi. <laughs> so this was nineteen eighty. Nineteen eighty. And and uh, Mister Miyagi was eighty five. Eighty five. So look, you know they kind of actually look like each other. They really <laughs> do. They look alike. They have the same yeah. sort of broken way of speaking. They yeah. drop in the same truth bombs all through yeah. this. Yep. Like, it has to be, ba- Mr. Miyagi has to be based off of Yoda. You cannot convince me otherwise. Oh, look, it would be, it would be amazing. It would be amazing to sort of, to, to find out if actually, it, you know, the writers for Karate Kid, maybe they were just really big. Um, Star, Star Wars, Wars fans. fans. Wasn't everyone a big Star you Wars know, fan at that point? And maybe they but it's like, it's so close. It's so close. It's freakishly similar. The relationship so similar. between 
Miyagi and Daniel yeah. is exactly like Yoda and Luke. Yeah, in the way that and Yoda's they like, you've got to finish work. your training. Don't leave. You can't go yeah. and leave. And patience. Patience. You've got to finish. Clear and your even, thoughts. Clear your mind. Even you when know? he's doing that, like, handstand and lifting the rocks yeah. with the force, it's so much like him, you know, standing on the – and he's like, why do I have to do this? It's so wax on, wax off. It is. Like, And yeah. then, you know, the focus, it's, it's all just – it's very karate kid. Yeah. Surely, it's not do an accident. Do or do not. There is no try. It, this cannot be an accident. Yeah. It just can't. I will not do I will not accept not. that. There is no try. I like how he says, I'm not afraid. And then Yoda goes, you will be. Yeah. You will be. Like this. He doesn't say it once. So he says ominous. it twice. So ominous. And it's probably the only time where he doesn't speak in that, in that broken that broken yeah. speech. Not be, you will. Yeah. <laughs> be, you will. He says, you will. And it's yeah. this really ominous moment. I love it. It's, love yeah. it. Um, I find that so engaging. Yeah. And you know what? Just a side note, mm-hmm. not unrelated. In the in the recent series, Cobra Kai, mm-hmm. um, Daniel Sun does the one armed handstand out in the forest. He's okay. trying. He's trying to be the mentor to the young fella, mm-hmm. and does the one hand. He looks just like um, Luke. In this movie that we're talking about, yeah. doing the one handstand, one arm handstand, and I'm like, that's got to be a direct ripoff. It has to be. Maybe they're trying to, you know, I don't know. Maybe they just went. This is good. looks good, feels good. Know. Let's go. Look, if you're at home and you're listening and you're a fan of the original Karate Kid movies and you have not watched Cobra Kai on Netflix. Drop everything you're to pause us. It's fine. We'll wait. Yep. Drop everything you're doing. And switch on to Cobra Kai because it is the greatest show of the last couple of years. It was should never have been as good as it was, but it is genius. Probably the Absolute best, genius. Probably the best series made from a film, I reckon. Oh, it's the best spin-off ever in the history of anything. Mm, it's so brilliant. But call, anyway. But I reckon it's... We digress. Money. Yeah. <laughs> we digress. So I think, like, yeah, this is a really important thing, important time for Luke. Luke, Luke he's a, he's a bit stubborn. He's young. He's a bit, I'm not going to say full of himself, but kind of a bit. I'm going to make a really, um, I'm going to make a call that's not going to make people happy. Controversial call. Luke is the least interesting character in this whole movie. I think from the first movie, he was always a bit whiny and he still is a bit whiny in this one as well. Yeah. I just am not interested in Luke whatsoever. But I think, I think you do see... You know, it's something subtle, but he has aged. He has grown because yeah. he has gone through all those things in that first episode. Yeah. He's grown up a bit. When we first met him, he was like a, I don't know, we didn't really know what age he was. No, I would have said about like 18. 17, 18, He was yeah. on that verge of becoming an adult and mm-hmm. doing his thing and then he's involved with all this war and fighting and stuff. And so this movie, Empire Strikes Back, takes yeah. place three years after the end of the first movie. Yeah. So they've been in this, you know, battle. Yep. With the Empire for three years ongoing at this battle, point, this yeah. ongoing battle. That's, um, you know, escape and, and get away and then get tracked down and, yeah. and get escape and get away and get tracked down all over again, you know? What I think is interesting about this movie and just the storytelling style mm. of these original Star Wars movies that I don't think is the same in the most recent trilogy or yep. mo- maybe not even the second trilogy, episode one, two, and three, is that this movie really does not explain anything. <laughs> like, you go in there yeah. completely having no idea yeah. what is going on, where they are, what is happening. Wait a second. It doesn't, holdy, no, no. Holdy. Like, you can read the little blurby thing there at the start. There is three, like, three paragraphs at the start three of the movie. Three paragraphs to explain. No, but come on. Seriously. you They don't explain anything to you. Start in the middle of a story. So the whole movie, yeah. you are playing catch-up. <laughs> like the whole time you're playing catch up trying to, and I don't necessarily think that that's bad. I think, I what, think it's a very interesting way of explaining Yeah, it feels like you're it. in the middle of it because it mm-hmm. always starts off with this action happening. But even if something, this, yeah. you know, they're on the verge of something really important happening. But even in the, even in episode four, even in yep. A New Hope, that movie, which was the first Star Wars movie ever, people had no idea about any of this. Yeah. Started in the middle of a story, yeah. and I just think it's a really strange way. Of, like, it's just really odd. I can, 
And I suppose that people who loved the first movie are going to see this and are loving it sick because you don't have to introduce any of the characters. We Mm. know who everyone is so far. But I think that it's almost like a blessing and a curse because then the part where Vader is by himself and we get the hologram of the Emperor for the first time, Emperor Palpatine, yeah? We yeah. don't know that it's we his name. Know. We just know he's the emperor. He's just called the ma- he's called master. Yeah, and Vader, Vader refers to him as and my master, yeah, and then and that's Vader bows to him, and you know that yeah. he's yeah. That's the There's first a hierarchy time. There. Yeah, that's the first yeah. time you get any inclination that Vader is not the top of the food chain. No. And I think that that was really, really interesting. Mm. And it must have just been a moment for the people watching it for the first time, going, oh, "What? Like, who is this guy now? Like, yeah. this is." Darth Vader's not the boss. Like, it just must have blown people's minds. Yeah, like, it I just, think it's what's, crazy. What's interesting too in this one, you know, in terms of plot and storylines, generally what you have is you have Luke, mm-hmm. and in the case a bit, you know, in the case of this movie, a fair bit of it is Luke and, and Yoda mm-hmm. uh, for a significant, but not the whole thing. Yeah, um, and then you have. Leia and Han and Wookiee and, and the and the, and the droids and they and and then you're, and the droid because R2D2 is with, oh yes yeah, sorry yeah is with Luke and then but the third part of it is is Vader yeah so you've got three storylines happening so there's at the same those three time. and then there's times when they intersect and then there's times they go away from yeah, each other sure but at the same time I think it's reasonably easy to understand as you it flows. say that but like you've it's, seen it's, this it's, multiple times yeah, yeah I try to take that for granted. But it's it's fairly linear. Sure. I yeah. think that I, I just think that it's interesting that they just assume the writers, George Lucas, you know, Lee Brackett, Lawrence Kasdan, just assume that we're going to be able to put all the pieces together. Yeah. And for the most part you can, but I also don't know if I had zero Star Wars knowledge except yeah. for having just seen that first movie. Mm. If I would be able to put those pieces together, mm. because I could see Emperor Pal- the Emperor and go, oh, that's Palpatine. Yeah, I know this character. I've seen him in the most recent movie, so yeah. I know who he is. Right? Is he in the first? Is he in Episode One, Two, and Three? Do we see him at all, Palpatine? Uh, not in the first one. We must though, when Anakin. Oh, sorry. In the when Anakin ones. becomes Vader. Yeah, but we he. Must. But he's actually part of the Council, like the High Council. Sure. I think it's yeah. called. Um, um, so he's actually not necessarily a bad guy. No. At that stage, he's still hanging out with the good guys. Yeah. Yeah, and then it doesn't go too well for me. Well, I think that that's such an important scene because not only do we find out that the Emperor is a guy, yep. that there's someone higher than Vader, that also we refer, they refer to Luke as he's the son of Anakin. Mm. And Palpatine knows that Vader's Anakin, yeah? <laughs> Palpatine knows this. Yes, surely he does because he was there when he when he chose the dark side. Yeah, true. But he doesn't say he's your son. He says he's the son of Anakin. Yeah. And prior to this, yeah, that's right. He doesn't. Yeah, doesn't say. Yeah. Vader, prior to he's this, your son. He says no. He says it's the son of Anakin. Do we know? Have we heard mention of Anakin Skywalker before? Um. Did Obi Wan mention him in the first one when he gave him his yes, I lightsaber? I, I don't see. I don't know. I think he mentioned him by name. I'm sure. Anakin, yeah, because yeah. uh, he probably would have because he trained him. Yeah. Because so surely he would have said his name at some point that he's the son of Anakin, right? Okay, because we knew that uh, lightsaber that Luke's got the blue one yep. at this point. The one, the blue one that he's yeah. got belonged to his Anakin, father. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like I'm just still trying to you see how I'm still trying to connect all this in my well, head. Imagine them trying to write this. Imagine the, that's mean, what that happens is that they got down the track and they have to uh, back writing for the prequels. Yeah, and then it all got a bit complicated. Like how do we make it all fit? Yeah, you know, in the storyline. Well, I just think that it's. I think they that, did a pretty good job uh, of it. I mean, yes, they did. <laughs> yes, they did. Like it's what I would just, love to do is watch the prequels in order. Watch and it all consecutively. Yeah, like, in the proper chronologically. Chronological. Like always want to do with that. The I don't movies. know if anybody else has. If you have out I'm there, sure I, have. Oh, I mean, I get but people listening to our podcast <laughs> out there. If you have listened, Does it make more sense to them all in order. <laughs> We'd love to know whether it makes any sense at all. Yeah, if it, does it make more sense if you watch them in order? Because like I've seen them all. No, actually, that's not true. I haven't seen Return of the Jedi yet, but mm. I've seen all the rest of them. And yeah. 
I feel like it's easier. I just feel like it's easier to understand the most recent trilogy, but maybe that's because they were new characters. Yeah. I didn't have to have any sort of backstory. I didn't have to know anything because they, they were new. Ray mm. was new. So, yeah, maybe. Anyway, I just I just thought that that was interesting and I also really liked the scene. There are so many things that I can relate to Star Wars, like relating Karate Kid to Star Wars. Yeah. Also, when um, Yoda tells him to, like, go into the cave. Is it a cave? He goes into a cave, yeah. Like a cave? He won't need your weapons. He goes in there. He won't need your weapons, yeah. And it's pretty dark. And, and you. But what you notice is the, like, the um, the colours are slightly different. Mm-hmm. And then you notice he's actually got weapons on him. Because he takes that, them with him. Yoda uh, says, you won't need your weapons. And he rolls his eyes and he's still oh, got them. He? And he walks in with them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. With his belt still on with his lightsaber and his little pew, pew, pew gun. Yeah, I must have been on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> At that point. Um, but yeah. Yeah, he and walks he in with He fights them. Vader. Because Vader appears out of yeah. the mist. And it's like, oh shit. And you're like, oh shit, is this real? Yeah. And then he chops off Vader's head. And did that remind you at all? Uh, and it's him. Yeah. And it turns out the the face inside the mask is his own face. Yeah, so it's like dun, dun, fighting dun. the parts of himself. Is that the, yeah. is that the metaphor? Well, I think the whole purpose is like... He's trying to distance himself from the dark side, mm-hmm. but it seems like he's connected with the dark side. You know? But we don't know how yet. Yeah. But you know what that scene reminded me of? Yep. Have you seen Harry Potter? Yep. Um, so that Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, yeah. where the Boggart comes out of the closet and it's whatever they're most afraid yeah. of, that was that. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh he's a Boggart. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Vader's a Boggart. That makes sense. <laughs> I, can, I can connect that to something I already understand, which is Harry Potter. Um, so I just wonder, yeah, if J.K. Rowling had watched this and I just wonder these things and where, where these things come from. So maybe that's got something to do with with that because you've got to defeat the thing that you're yeah. most afraid of. Now, moving on to Vader, mm-hmm. there's a couple of really interesting things that happen. He he likes to do the old um, necky necky crunchy crunchy uh, Use the force. force choking. Yeah, I think it's called force choking. Yeah, there are three captains or colonels and in the space. He's like he's movie. just going through them like they're nothing. But the thing is, one thing we see him do, he executes his commander via Skype. Yes, um, <laughs> on a Zoom call. And this is like a really subtle demonstration of how much power he's developing with the force that he can actually force choke someone who's not even in the room with him. Yeah, not even there. Um, And I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, like- that was cool. That was cool. Before we get to talk about like the, the climax of this film, yeah. let's just go back a little squidgy tiny bit. Oh, yeah, um, we have to talk about Leia kissing everybody. Everybody. You know what? She's so breathtakingly beautiful. Yeah. Whenever you see her on. You'd let her. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'd kiss her too. But I liked that. Well, I didn't know that I liked it, but it was just interesting that her hairstyle completely changed. So she didn't have her space buns. And it's interesting to me that that um, depiction of Leia with the buns in the long white dress is the. That is the depiction of Leia. Yeah. That's like the uh, image that we know. And did she only have space buns for that first movie? Yeah, pretty and much. And never think, again? Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. That's just and, interesting. And then they change it a couple times in this movie. Yeah, so she has a, um, like a bit of a braided, yeah. like a, like a braided, uh, like almost wreath at the back of her head. Yeah. And then she has, it's almost a little bit like, it's almost a little bit like Khaleesi from Game of Thrones. Yeah, she yeah. always had braids yeah. and stuff. It was just kind of a little bit, it's just not like, as it's, elaborate. It's sort of like a... It's like a signal of someone who's been looked after. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and she's in pants Whereas as well. if you compare that, compare that to the character of Ray, where her hair kind of just looks always looks She's got scruffy. like these buns going down the middle of her yeah. head. Yeah. Um, anyway. But Leia um, is in pants through nearly yeah. all of this movie well, until right at the end. You see. Yeah, but she's in yeah. that long and white dress. The only person who wears um, high heels is Vader. Yes. <laughs> it that's must have been true. so hard to walk down that ramp. In his little, yeah. little man heels. Um, but so. So just to be clear with everyone, Leia doesn't kiss everybody, but she does kiss Luke. She pashes Luke right at And she kisses Han. And there's a bit of back and forth there. And at this stage, we don't know that Luke and Leia are... Siblings. 
Well, that's another thing that Yoda says. It's like mm. a throwaway comment yeah. when Ben Kenobi from the grave is talking to him about Luke yeah. and saying, you know, we're going to lose him or something. He's he our says, last hope. He's our last hope. And then Yoda says, there no, is another. There is one more. Yeah. There is one more or there, yeah, is another, yeah, there is another or something like that. And another there is. Yeah, but it's just like this throwaway <laughs> comment. And it's just yeah. interesting that obviously they had, like from my fun facts, you know, they had they knew they were going yeah. to be siblings. Yeah. But, yeah, she pashes Luke in the first, like, five minutes. Then yeah. pashes Han a couple of times later on. Yeah. Pashes Luke again. Yep. <laughs> like, th- later when he sort of yeah. is alive because they thought that he's dead. And then... I think she's just, like... She, she's passionate everyone. She's got her foot in both camps. Well, that's yeah. fine. They don't seem too worried about it. <laughs> they're, oh, not, they're not real upset with each other. I think what happens, though, is, um, you know, Han, there's a bit of friction between her and Han. Because it's a power know. struggle. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. She says, she tells him she loves him and he says, I know. That's before they freeze him. Yeah. Before they cryogenically freeze him in carbonite. Yeah. Um, which, actually, another fun fact that didn't make my list. Very good. Yeah, I know. See, I was listening. I wasn't on Facebook Marketplace. Um. A fun fact that didn't make my list was that Harrison Ford was only contracted to do the first two movies yeah, and was not contracted for the third one. He wouldn't sign on. Like, he wouldn't make that big commitment at the time that they needed him to make the commitment. And so they had to freeze him as a way of sort of writing him out without Mm. killing him. Yeah. Without killing him off. Because I think... Harrison Ford did ask, "Do you are you going to kill kill Han off?" And he said, "No, I've got plans for Han. <laughs> like we've got plans for him for the next movie." Yeah. So maybe that was the crux. So I suppose after the success of Star Wars, and then obviously the success of this movie, mm. why wouldn't you sign on to do a third one? And then you got to be Indiana Jones. Like that's yeah. cool. <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah. Um. What else was I think? Oh, can we so- talk about the Tom Tom? Yeah, the Tauntaun. Oh, There's this wonderful <laughs> moment. It's actually right near the start. Right at the start, the first yeah. First five minutes, I think, where um, Luke's, Luke gets stuck out in the snow and Han goes looking for him on a Tauntaun, which is a big two-legged creature that you ride. kind of looks like a bit mixed between a horse and a dinosaur. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. It's a bit weird. Um, and anyway, the Tauntaun actually carks it because it's so cold. Yeah. Anyway, Han gets Luke's... Um, lightsaber and cuts open the stomach Ugh. of the torn torn. Oh, it's disgusting! All these spilling its spill out, out oh. and its izzards become outsides. Oh, that's disgusting! And then and then, oh. and then he puts Luke inside inside the torn <laughs> Oh, and yeah, I can't. We I don't can't. actually see him inside. Though you reckon you've I seen reckon him. I saw it somewhere. And I think sometime. it might be that phenomenon where you have a wrong memory of maybe something. Maybe just... Everyone's collectively got this memory that doesn't exist. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Oh, maybe people could let us know. Have you ever Is seen... Is there a deleted scene? Any, ...any photos or video of Luke inside, like with maybe his head poking out or something, of at his time? I reckon I saw it somewhere. Yeah, DM us and let us know because we looked. Maybe it was just like a, a, a photograph or something. I don't know. You know, I did a quick YouTube search and I couldn't find an extended scene no, for that. So no. I just what I do like is though is that we go to Hoth um, first. Yes, which is really good. Like cinematically, mm-hmm. we've been in other other areas well, of the we're galaxy in a desert and, before, and yeah, now we're in snow. And now we're in snow, which is pretty cool. And then we yep. go to the swamp. Yes, the bog. Good where, like New Orleans, <laughs> where, where uh, Yoda is, and where Artax is in the yep. pits of despair. Um, and so I think that's really pretty cool. With yes. The things we we do get to see some really cool things. Um, we see a whole bunch of star destroyers, um, the big mm-hmm. imperial ships, um, but we also get to see um, an executor super star destroyer. So what ta- they- say that oh, ten times fast. What are those things called that look like? Cows. Now the atats. 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 That's a stupid name. Atats. Yeah. They look like big walking mechanical cows. Yeah. Massive, and they are very cool. I like them. But we've seen them before. Yeah. Like they've were they in um you know where is is it the second film in the most recent trilogy where Luke sort of forces in and they're having the big battle and those were those things there? Yeah. On the dust. And we see in some of them. Yeah. The more recent. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, yeah so they, they, they definitely, definitely make re- return appearances. There's yeah, some, they're cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They're definitely cool. Um, we'd seen the X-Wings in the previous one. Luke flies in a different kind of vehicle in mm-hmm. this one. I don't know what the name of it was. Is that the Rogue um, 2, Rogue 3 the, Yeah, the, yeah Rogue, Rogue 2 was in, in, in one of them yeah. as well. I can't remember. Flying vehicle. They're pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And oh, probably in the other part of it is we see... There's this really great bit where Han and Leia land the Millennium Falcon in this uh, crater yeah. and they happen to be inside of a giant space worm. It looks like something from Beetlejuice. Yeah, it does. It looks like yep. a sandworm from Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's really good moments like that that just sort of are creative with what life in other planets would be like. Without question, and I know the Star Destroyers are cool, yeah. and the Adats are cool, and the Tauntauns are cool. Everything's like a repeated... Anyway... <laughs> Without question, the most amazing and important introduction is the Imperial March, which we hear for the first time in this film. And it's just the most brilliant piece of music because it really does evoke sort of a militaristic sort of Mm. sound. And I love how we hear it when we first see Vader and then it sort of underscores every time we see Vader and after that, mm. even if it's like slow. So then it's like... Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it's just like slow and quiet. <laughs> it's like in Jurassic Park how you have like the full theme and then every yeah. now and again you just get the... Dun, dun, like dun, light variations dun, of it. Dun. Yeah, but it's still the same piece of music. Yeah. I just... Oh, that Imperial March is awesome. How does it go? Go and do it. Dun, 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 Something like that. Dun, 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 I love it. It's so good. May the 4th episode, I did that. Did you? Yes. You sang the Imperial March. The Imperial March wasn't in the May the 4th. I know. And you told me to stop. We just have to. Oh, sorry. Are you getting your own back now? Is that what that was? All right. So some good parts. I love the continued parts with R2-D2 and C-3PO. They always make it light and com- comical. Yeah. Fantastic. Particularly um, C-3PO, you know, he goes around, he's, he's spouting off one-liners, and then he gets torn apart. R2-D2 in the swamp. That's very funny. Yeah. It's very funny. Um, and he says, um, when C-3PO relays what R2-D2 says about Luke's chances of survival were 725 to 1. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a really good. I love that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a really good movie. That, you know, it was over two hours long. We haven't even talked about the end yet. And and it and it sort of it still still flowed very well. Yeah. And, it, and I, I was you know it's quite interesting. It felt look. I thought it felt long. It's quite pacey. Yeah. Yeah. Look, my only issue, and we'll talk about the end of the movie in a second. Sure. But my issue. Is that we had a really long drawn out battle sequence yeah. in the first On Hoth, yeah. ten minutes of the film, and I just at that point I was just like, oh god, this has gone for a really long time. I've just like pew 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 pew, like <sighs> shooting like little spaceships, and then I'm gonna go out on a limb and I'm gonna say the blokes love it. Oh, they do, they yeah. love it, and the girls Maybe. you probably want something a bit deeper. That's from very the, you probably like, want. Oh yeah, look oh, stereotypically yeah, look, gendered. Tell me if I'm wrong. You are wrong. You probably want. You probably were yearning for something a bit deeper and meaningful no, about I just the characters. More of a story. Like we hadn't even gotten into yeah. the story, and there's just this huge battle scene. But I'm going to speak on behalf of lots out. of guys out there. Not every guy out there. I'm still sitting there trying to work but out who is it. who and where we are we love the and pew, why pew, are we pew, fighting? Pew, pew, pew. How did they find them? And there's like the, there was a really long. That was a really long battle scene. That was the only time that I went. Okay, this is like. Yeah. This is getting on a bit now. Um, <laughs> but there were a couple of moments yeah. in this film where I audibly gasped. The first moment oh, yep. was when they're with Lando in the City of the Clouds, Cloud City, whatever it's called, yep. and he's taking Leia and Chewie and Han and not C-3PO because he's just been torn apart, yep. but those three to have dinner with him or something, yeah. and the door opens and Darth Vader Darth is Vader sitting is there. there. And I just went, oh! <gasps> Like that's that was brilliant. That was amazing. That was genius <laughs> to have yeah. that happen because we we thought we could trust Lando. We're we're yeah. on the side of Lando here, and then this happens, and it was just oh my gosh, he's there. He's found them. You can't get away from him. He's there. Yeah. And like it's, that it's, was. But what's that was interesting great. too about what a great that moment. is um, 
you know, Han <laughs> feels terribly poorly done by Lando. Because he was bait. But at the same time, Lando says he's found a way to keep the Empire out of the Cloud City forever. And he'd struck a deal with... With the devil, with yeah. um, Vader. It's very like Nazi Germany, um, isn't and, it? <laughs> but, no, but the thing is, like, what would you choose? Yeah, One guy or a couple of people over a whole city, city. of His people? city. His city. Yeah. Like, well, I don't know about you, but I would be like... Of course. I would be... There'd be I'd be torn, but I tell you what, I probably would choose the whole millions of people over a couple of people. But they don't even really seem angry with Lando, really. They're a little bit annoyed, first of all, that they are... Betrayed. But that they've been betrayed yeah. by him. But then, you know, Vader explains that he doesn't want them. No, he just, He's just... He needs just them for, for bait to, get to go and get Luke. And Luke comes. Luke does. He comes in Yoda and Obi-Wan tell him not to. He's yeah. not ready. Hey, can I tuck in one thing? Yes. Oh, just I wrote it down. It came to mind. We talked earlier on about... This came out in 80. Mm-hmm. The Karate Kid came out in 85. Correct. In 84, the movie Gremlins came out. Mm-hmm. And you know what looks a lot like Yoda? A gremlin. <laughs> the gremlins or the mugwai. The mugwai. Yeah. And in fact, in the most recent series, The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. the baby Yoda looks just like a mugwai, like almost a spitting image. Well, we see a Mandalorian in this yes, film we do. as well, a bounty hunter. Yeah. When that came out, so, oh, that's the Mandalorian. Bounty hunter. Bounty yeah. hunter. Uh, anyway, I just thought that was really interesting that they look so similar. Yeah. And you're like, well, yeah. Luke and Vader's fight was significantly better than <laughs> Vader and Obi Wan's fight, which in the first their lightsaber fight, yeah. which in the first movie they just seemed like they were moving there. in slow motion. And well, what they were, they were on a flat surface in a kind of almost like a cordoned off area, like a next to a corridor kind of thing. Yeah, and they just sort of stood there, went, uh, uh. <laughs> like they, they they hardly it was moved. Terrible. There, was, there was no dynamics at all. But this Whereas is this much one, better. Lots of stuff's happening. Yeah. You know, Vader's force moving things to hit Luke and knocking him over and Luke's, Luke's like jumping around. Jumping and somersaulting over the top of him. And he actually bests Vader at one point and Vader falls off the ledge yeah. onto, the, onto the floor. Yeah. And I just thought, was, that was too easy. Yeah, <laughs> you but, kind of gotten rid of him. <laughs> but yeah, um, lots of stuff happening with that scene. Yeah. But they're actual heating and their fighting of yeah, the lightsabers that was, cool. was much better. That was cool. Was yeah. it as good as Ray and Kylo Ren's lightsaber battle? Oh, no. no. But it was cool. It was much better. There yeah. was more intensity and more like purpose behind it. Yeah, as they as they went along in the in the series of movies, uh, in the production of them, not the chronological order, yeah. but they got better at choreographing those lightsaber scenes. So I, we love a good lightsaber scene. We love a and lightsaber. And this was a really good one. I gasped again audibly when he cut off Luke's hand. Yeah. Now, like, oh, spoiler in my alert. Brain, <laughs> in my mind, I knew that Luke got his hand cut off. Yep. I didn't know it was right then. I yeah. thought that that must have happened later in the series. Um, and it's interesting that, uh, you know what, I've in my head heard so many people go, Luke, <sighs> Yeah. I am your father. Yeah. And the way Vader said it was just not what I was expecting. No, everyone thinks it's Luke, I am your father. Yeah. And it's not. He and just, just says, says, I am, I am your, father. your father. He just says yeah. it like it's so simple. A, yeah, I am your him. father. Yeah. And I was just, and then Luke does this dramatic, no. No, 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 no. Really he sort of funny. builds up and goes, no, no, no. no. <laughs> like he's processing it. Like really chunk it. Oh, chunks. gosh. Yeah, uh, but then you it's know, it's quite funny. Like it's then, horrible. He got his hand chopped oh, off. Man, and you can't take it's him funny seriously. because it's so cheesy. In that moment, is so yeah. cheesy. His reaction is so cheesy. What's great too is his arms being lobbed off. His hands, not his whole arms. No, so, his yeah, hands. like his from, right from hand. about the mid wrist. Yeah, from a, yeah mid mid forearm. Mm-hmm. Um, so a decent whack of his arms being yeah. chopped off. But of course, they've got to hide it somehow. He's got to hide it. So you see him. <laughs> you can, if you look closely, you can kind of see him positioning and actively trying to hide his arm. Yeah. Because his arm's actually still there. Obviously, yeah. they're not going to cut it off for the movie. And but... I, I thought that they were so clever in how they remedied that situation was they gave him a fake hand, which was A like robotic arm. A robotic arm that Pretty... was actually skin. Next scene, done. Yeah, next scene, Sorted. robotic arm. Like, yep. yeah, that was weird. Like, they're going to cut off his hand and they're not even, like, it doesn't matter. They're just going to give no him a robotic arm. No, for that. 
No, I hadn't even thought of that. But yeah. now that you've said that, no, that's such a weird thing. And I still, thing. here's the thing that I come back to, right? Do, oh, no, because they had and to I, cut off his hand so he lost his lightsaber, yeah? Yeah, that's that true. That was the point. So that's the long-term effect is that he doesn't have the lightsaber yeah, now. that's true. Right, okay, I'm with you. But I always find it weird, and I keep coming back to this, maybe someone out there could answer it, but the way that when Vader hit Ben Kenobi with the lightsaber, Ben disappeared. Yeah, yeah. And his cloak fell to the ground. Like his cloak well, was fine. Well, Luke does he... that too. In when he dies, and Leia does yeah, that too when she but, dies. But um, but you know, but he can cut Luke's arm off, and you know, well, it like cauterized the wound, didn't it? It didn't kill him. Yeah, it, like, but what I mean is immediately like, one, one makes you disappear, and sometimes it doesn't make you disappear. Yeah. And it's like, well, what do you want? You know, pick a lane, people. Consistency, guys. <laughs> like I don't mind. Maybe there is a theory there. Maybe if. Maybe if it stri- strikes your heart or something like He's that. He's a Jedi. Maybe it's like a Jedi thing. It's got a bit. Well, Luke's... Luke's is, a Jedi Luke's when a he dies. Luke's a Jedi, but he hasn't finished his training. Well, no, he's not. Is he, he a Jedi yet? He can't control the Force fully at the does moment. He, does he become a Jedi in the third one, since the return of the Jedi? Yeah. 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 You're going to love that movie, Am I've I? got to say. Am I going to love it? Yeah, it's really cool. Is it? Really cool. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Look, we'll watch it eventually. We'll get there. We have a Luke and Leia twin ESP moment. Oh, yeah. So where he, like, calls her in his mind and she, like, responds. Yeah. Which was a bit weird. Yeah, it is a bit um, weird. Especially considering we don't know oh, anything well, about um, their relationship. Vader does it to Luke as well. Yeah. Yeah, remember when he's, he's oh, sitting there right. and he's he his does. father. Yeah. Yeah, and he's yeah, almost he like in a trance. Father. He's on the ship and he's flying away. Yeah. It's interesting that he's like, father. Yeah. Now, like, when you he literally just tried to kill you. Yeah. Why would you call him father? <sighs> You found out he's your father about 45 seconds ago, and now you're all father. Like, he's longing for yeah, him. It was, it was just weird. Bit, it was a bit, oh, yeah, a bit unusual. Just interesting. Interesting yeah. artistic yeah. choice. Um, Leia does get in her white dress at the end, at the movie. She She's does. back in her white dress, not with her space buns, yep. but back in her white dress from the first movie. Mm. Um, and it's like an all is well moment. Yeah. Everyone's fine. Except for Han, who's still frozen at this point. <laughs> and C-3PO's been rebuilt and everyone's together. No one's dead. Luke's got a hand back that is, you know, conveniently a human hand. <laughs> that is, yeah. you know, it looks exactly like his human hand. Han's, um, Han's still frozen in carbonite, Yes, though. Han is still frozen so in carbonite. So he's, he's the man out of action. Yeah. And that is an interesting part of the next part of the story. Oh, the, okay. The next movie, you're gonna love it. Am I? It's really interesting. Oh, okay. Yeah. Look, and you get to see you get to see Leia in the skimpy bikini looking thing. Oh, the gold bikini! Like yeah, I only yeah. know about that because Rachel from Friends dressed up as her in one of the episodes oh, yeah. for Ross. <laughs> um, <laughs> look, there are a few things about this movie that I respect. Yeah. Right, or just George Lucas as a creator. I think that you can sort of liken Star Wars to Harry Potter. Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, uh, you know, in terms of the fact that they have created an entire universe mm-hmm. out of nothing. Yeah. Like this is a place that people know and love. Love embrace, and you know invest and invest their time in. Yeah. Go and to Comic Cons, dress up. Absolutely. As, and they go to Disney World and, and go to the parks. Yeah, and, build a lightsaber and have such yeah. an emotionally connected yeah. experience. Um, having said that, having watched these movies, uh, next time we go to Disney, I do want to build a lightsaber. I yeah. didn't do that last time, yeah, but I yeah, want to yeah. do it now. I'm going to um, buy me a, a bunch of kyber, kyber crystals. crystals and switch them out. <laughs> um, it's just, it's very cool in that way yep. that he has created something. Oh, it's marvelous. So that will live forever. Like I don't know a time. Like there has not been a time in my life well, where I haven't been... known Star Wars. Yeah. Where that hasn't been a thing. Mm. And there are so many, it's so much a part of pop culture and just history now at this point, not even pop culture, but just the history of the world. Yep. That that's really something incredible. Yeah. And so I can respect that, regardless of the things that I would do differently in these movies. Yeah. You know, I can respect that it is amazing mm. what this has created and if you were such a fan of this you know it would would have been me like me waiting for the next harry potter book to come out yeah and just seeing what my friends are doing now you know and that's pretty cool i've got to say at the end that um <laughs> i wrote down it's a happy ending generally speaking it is a They've happy escaped ending. i wrote in triumphant trumpets or triumphants as i like oh, to call God. them but uh, uh, oh, <laughs> um, 
This and... is a long episode, isn't it? That's how <laughs> yeah. we know. Um, <laughs> no, it's 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 good. It's a great ending, but they know there's more to come, though they set it up for the next. Yeah. It's really cool. So let me ask you this oh, question. Oh, we're going to start with me. How many lightsabers would you give it out of 10? I don't know if I'm the right person to be. I'm going to get so many angry DMs. What did it get on Look, IMDb? Um, on... 8.6. And what was the... What 94 Oh, yeah, yeah. So right up there. Okay. Yeah, so how many... Or 84%, whatever yeah. I said in the fun facts. How many lightsabers? I've shut my computer now. I would maybe say like... What colour lightsabers? Oh, purple. purple. <laughs> <laughs> Are there pink ones? Can I have a pink one? I think there's a pink one in there. Um. Oh, gosh. I don't know. Like, I'm trying to be diplomatic. I'm trying to think oh, about what's the film for what feeling? it is. My gut feeling says seven. That's a strong, that's a strong, you know, strong number. My, my gut feeling just went seven yeah. out of ten. I, yeah, I'm trying, look, here's the thing. I'm trying to love it. I want to love yeah. it. And I just don't yet. Maybe I need to watch it a couple of times. Like, having said, I've only seen it once. Yep. And there's probably lots of stuff that I missed. That I would have to go back. Because when you create a universe, you have to create everything in the universe. And I just don't know what everything is yet. Yeah. And maybe I would I would rate it higher if I had. And maybe after I see the last movie in the trilogy, I'll appreciate these first couple more. I think if you... It was good. If you compare it, it to it some of the... You know, if, I, if you compare it to some of the other things that you enjoy watching on television, yeah. the kinds of... Things that you seek out willingly. Yeah, Star it's Wars, nothing like not that, my thing. right? No, you know, um, you know, you love the things like the Kardashians and and the the reality TV shows <laughs> yeah. where yeah. there's lots of that emotional, dramatic interaction, and these yeah. movies don't have so much of that. No, and but the newest ones, the most recent trilogy, have did have a more. lot more. Yeah. Maybe that's why I enjoyed it more. Yeah, they're trying to engage more people. That, that those type there. Yeah. That, that audience. But maybe also in the 1970s and 80s when these movies came out, um, science fiction wasn't about the emotions of people. Like that wasn't an important part in the genre, you know? I think there are elements of it in this movie. Of course there sure, are. But it's just definitely not a – they don't spend a lot of time on it. No. You know, Luke goes, Ben, you know, why didn't you tell me? Ben, why didn't you tell me? He says it twice actually. That's him lamenting that he didn't know that Vader was his father. And then that's about it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then we've moved, next, and then we've moved next on. Scene, next, next scene. Next yeah. you know, like, I'm not going to tell anyone, by the way. I'm not going to say, hey, Leia, guess what? <laughs> like, I'm yeah. not going to say anything to anyone. But, yeah, I just think Gets that... his arm chopped off, doesn't have any PTSD from it. Like, no. he's just a bit inconvenienced. Yeah, like, <laughs> it was annoying. Like, I've lost my lightsaber. That's the more yeah. pressing issue. I would be... I would... I'd be like, um, hello... I would be seriously annoyed if yeah. I lost my lightsaber. Yes, yes, absolutely. Because yeah. that's like irreplaceable. You can't get that back. Uh, no, going to have to go and find a new lightsaber. Do they even make lightsabers? Have to go to Disney and make one. You're going to have to go. Yep. Like you know. anyway. Um. So I would say seven. Yep. I'm really trying to love it and get on board. At the moment, I'm enjoying it because it's a thing. Like Star Wars is a thing, sure. and I'm like feel like I'm a part of the club now because I've seen a couple of them. You I can still I can still remember watching it as a kid on VHS. You know, at a mate's house. Um. You know, we'd put it on. Uh, particularly uh, Return of the Jedi. Okay. Um. So like is that going to be the it, one that sells it's me completely? Specifically, the one that I remember. Okay. Watching on VHS at a mate's house when I was a kid, mm-hmm. um, and just going, "Wow, this is great!" You know, they. Do, I tell you what, one thing that you might take for granted: they do a very good job of taking those old movies and putting them on a HD screen. Yeah, they've remastered them. They've they've remade them to fit that wider screen. Yeah, definitely. For televisions, um, because you know you got to understand that since nineteen. 80. 80. 77, the first like, one. Televisions have gone from being square to being like really wide yep. now. And people today probably take that for granted. But they had to remaster all that and make it, made it, make it fit. So when we watched that last night, it had that nice widescreen thing. Yeah. It looked really well framed. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Look, I'm, it's just like the story at the moment is still confusing me. And I have knowledge of yep. Star Wars. So, again, like I said when we watched um, A New Hope – I can't imagine going in not already having the knowledge of Star Wars that I have. Though can I can imagine being in the audience when 
Vader said, I am your father, and yeah. people would have lost their minds. <laughs> like, lost their mm. minds. Because there'd be no spoilers or anything on the internet that you can read. Yeah. Like, crazy. When that was dropped absolutely for the first cra- time. Yes, absolutely crazy. But now that is such an important part it of pop culture. It would be in the newspaper. Vader is the father. <laughs> oh, no. There'd been, like, non-disclosures and stuff yeah. around. You can't ruin that for people. It's like... um. It's like Game of Thrones. You know, you can't tell people what's going to nah. happen. You post spoilers on Facebook before everyone's got a chance to watch it. Hey, look, you know, these these few first movies, they sparked a huge oh, you absolutely. Know, cinematic revolution in, in storytelling. Incredible. A huge vision for like a long-term vision of, of telling stories. They've changed people's lives. They've changed people's lives, you know... The amount of money involved in it's incredible. Yeah. Well, billions of dollars, you know. See, I find it interesting. As that a franchise. You, billions and billions of dollars. I, the just, the this, merchandising alone is worth billions and billions of dollars. See, like, this is testament to how differently our brains work because yeah. you go, billions of dollars, billions of dollars. My mind is this has changed people's lives forever. So I go to the emotion of it. Yeah, of course. Like Harry Potter. Like, I imagine that Star Wars for people is like Harry Potter is for me. Sure. That it just changed my life. And Star Wars would be the same for a large group of people. Yeah. It was the Harry Potter of its moment. Yeah. And it continues to still be such a success. And I respect it for what it is. Yeah. I would say for me, this movie, 7 out of 10. What about you? How many Kyber Crystals? How many Kyber Crystals? Ooh, I'm going to go I'm gonna go 7.5. Okay. That's a good solid number for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Almost an 8. Almost an 8. Okay. Yeah. I Fair really call. love it. I think it's great. That's awesome. I don't know. I've probably seen it 10, 15 times. No, no. Conservatively 10 times. <laughs> that's yeah. not that many times, but really. It, but at least 10 times. Well, it's quite a long movie. It is a long movie. That's, it feels that's long. That's the other hours thing. Of my life. That's yeah, why that's it's a... lost points for me because it yeah. felt really long for me. I, I feel like because there wasn't really beginning, middle, end. It was just middle yeah. <laughs> the whole way. And it just it felt a bit long for me. But that's all. Like, it's, it was good enough. Yeah. I'd probably good watch scores, it again. Good scores, yeah. I'd watch it again. Yeah, I like get it out every couple of years and watch it. You yeah. Know? I'm glad I watched it. I'm glad I'm a part of the, the Empire Club now. I've got to watch Return of the Jedi and then yeah. and then I can say that I've seen them yeah, all. Yeah, you will. You'll love it. Okay, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, it's juicy. It's juicy. It's juicy. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Well, we'll see about yeah. that. <laughs> all righty. So thank you so much, everyone, for joining in for another episode. This was a long one today, so if you're still here and still listening, uh, we love you and we appreciate you. You can tune in to Brett's podcast, Teaching for Dummies, wherever you find your podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe because it helps people find the show and thank you to everyone who's been doing that recently you can also follow us on facebook and instagram if you search presenting pixie dust you'll find us to keep up with all the latest podcast news did you want to add anything else brett Mm, sit down and watch it with your kids may the force be with you bye bye